Good evening, everyone. Hey, it's the Um Actually Comics podcast, and we're back after like 13 weeks of being off. Sorry about that. Um, it was only two weeks. It was two weeks. This is our first of the year, though. Oh, hey, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Uh, I am Tristan, and I am joined, as always, by my stalwart co-host, Bob. Ah, stalwart. Stalwart. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Enjoy okay. being stalwart. And uh, we I brought the negative temps with me from Minnesota. Fuck, yeah, They no followed kidding. me here. Um, yeah, so I do apologize for the fact that you're probably going to hear that fan a little bit in the background. I might throw a little noise filter over it, but uh, you're still going to hear it, and there's not much I can do about it because it is cold as hell outside and we are not turning that thing down no it probably bothers you more than it bothers anyone else probably um super sensitive so sensitive (laughs) uh so uh, i guess well one of the big things is that we've been having a bunch of fuck-ups uh over the last two or three weeks it's luckily i mean listen i'm sorry to all of you have dealt with it but uh, i can promise you that i've been more upset than you are and uh and i've finally come to grips with it which i think is really nice for me at least where i had okay so i still remember uh this is six years ago seven years ago whenever saga number 25 came out (laughs) somehow i managed to not order saga 25 in the middle of all of this and it like i was like this is the worst thing that's ever happened and i still think about it to this day that one comic that i managed to not order and in the last three weeks or four weeks i've missed seven comics because of fuck-ups from uh from penguin or just their confusing ordering schedule where I missed part of their final order cutoff and didn't get something. And one of them turned out to be a very expensive comic. So I apologize to everybody who didn't get their very expensive Thor number 20. Sorry. That is my fault. Uh, That was my fucking up with the ordering. But again, we're going back to full on diamond and we're going to only get things from them. Everything except for that Thor 20 is coming in that we missed. So thank God for What's that. The, is the Thor 20 expensive because it was a extra size or expensive because it was no, a key issue that sold out? It's the first appearance of a character that will never come back ever again. But dum-dums mm. online are going nuts about it. Shoot. They're like, it's the God of Hammers. He's going to be there forever. <laughs> Wait, that God of MC Hammers? Yeah. I mean, he's got hammer pants on. Does he? Oh, God, I fucking wish. <laughs> 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 he just had hammer pants, and that's why he was called the God of Hammers. You can't touch it. You know, please, hammers. Don't. Don't hurt, hurt them. them. Um, so <laughs> there are God those things. <laughs> don't God have hurt them. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, but thank you for sticking with us. I appreciate it. And, um, and you know, that's about it. Uh, so we're going to talk about stuff. Yeah. Let's Let's go on about all the things this week. I'm going to start with the wonderful uh, Aliens, the original year's omnibus volume two. Uh, Marvel is reprinting all of the Dark Horse comics in big ass omnibus volumes. It's so good. I'm so happy that this exists. If you want to have all of the Aliens comics printed in big old omnibuses, this is the way to do it. Um, unfortunately, Dark Horse had a very odd way of reprinting their uh their alien stuff and it i hated it it was always in those little digests so they would shrink down the pages instead of expanding them this you get them in larger format even than the original comics which is nice so marvel has taken them and blown them up whereas (laughs) prior to this they were shrunken down to minuscule size and put into those 
digest omnibuses, which were way too freaking small. Mm. Uh, and I will, that is a hill I shall die upon. <laughs> um, but yeah, these are great. Cool. And so get it. Oh, great. It's, it's a great place to spend you 125 bucks. <laughs> uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 85. It's good. Good God, everybody. Come on. Yeah. Peter, can't catch a break. Nope. It's a deal. Jeez. Jeez, guys. Come it's, on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I don't know. You're like what I, I, I don't know what to even say about Spider-Man other than it's good now. It is this last this last run has been great. Yeah, I the one speaking of us missing things, the one that got delayed, that uh, the Art Adams cover with the fucking apartment building on it. That is it. the best goddamned cover of all. Fucking Art Adams year. covers on these are like Jesus. really like next level. I love the. Um, that on is this one, the one that's out this yep, week with the Doc great. Ock with like the really Ditko looking yeah. Doc Ock, but yep. like the kind of misty effect of him coming through the, the Smokey Rubble. Pretty cool. Smokey Robinson. Smokey Robinson. He's coming through. Uh, yep. Love it. Uh, we've got the Avengers West Coast Epic Collection, Darker Than Scarlet. Amazing. These comics were, you know, in the quarter bins and people didn't want them. <laughs> and then WandaVision forever. came Forever. <laughs> And then WandaVision came out, and then every one of these dumb comics was like fifteen to thirty dollars a piece. That's insane. Uh, and it's like the whole the whole white vision thing yeah. happened in there, and like all the Wanda issues where she goes bonkers, and all the Darkhold shit that's going on in there. Yeah. So much of that stuff was pulled for the MCU that people are now like scrounging for these West Coast Avengers things. They were good. They they weren't they weren't shitty comics. It's just mm. that they were you know. They were massively overproduced. They came from a time when Marvel made of way too many comics. Mm. Um, you know, it was that that '90s collector boom. So it's weird because there's still like a million of them out there, but they're just expensive. Now. Yeah, which doesn't <laughs> obviously doesn't make sense. But also, I think a lot of them got destroyed because they were worthless. Eh, that's I think true. that's that's a thing that happens, and I think that is that's definitely a thing that happened with the first appearance of Deadpool. And the first appearance of Harley Quinn, where those two comics were worthless for a very long time. Uh, and so people did not treat them with any kind of respect. <laughs> I mean, I know that I found a billion copies of the first appearance of Deadpool in quarter bins back in the old days. I had that first Harley <laughs> Quinn in my collection that I was like, I didn't even realize I had it. Ugh, so stupid. You have it. You had it now, or whatever happened to That's it. That's right. I got we it. auctioned it. Oh, nice. We auctioned it together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. We got uh, Batgirls number two. I like it. Yeah. It's not my book. This is definitely not for me. In the same way that uh, that other book that they did with the, the young young Gotham kids was not for me. But oh, this is, to me, diff- very different. That oh, young Gotham is... one was not for me, but uh, <clears throat> this one I like. I like it's like very just like kind of over-the-top uh action 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 but i really like the uh the art the and, art style uh, has that like hyperkinetic uh, 90s jim mafood kind of like crazy like indie artist feel that i like it's definitely got like a it's little bit it's not my thing indie. But uh, it's not this isn't my thing but i like i appreciate what it's doing i like it i think it's great it's i like how much shit they managed to jam onto a page i'm trying to think of the comic it's reminding me of with that style, uh, who is the big fake Judge Dread? 
the big fake the big American judge. Dread. Oh, martial law. Martial law. law. <laughs> it gives me a little bit of a martial law vibe without oh, like being a... without being obviously just nonsense hyper violence. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. This is the same artist as uh, the the me you love in the dark image book. Yeah, I yep. think. Um, Definitely doing a different thing than, than they were. They were. Oh doing yeah, it. no. This is a very bright comic yeah. as opposed to that one, which is like just all shadow. I should sit up straight so I'm closer to the microphone. Um, also, but I really like this Batgirl's book. I think it's good. Cool. Um, you know what else is good? What? Batman Scooby Doo Mysteries. <laughs> and this, the best. This is the best goddamned cover. I love it. <laughs> this is the Shaggy Man meets Shaggy. Man, comma man, <laughs> yeah, and it has uh, all of the the mystery incorporated gang in black cat suits, uh, doing a weird uh, like on the back of a like water skiing on the back of a boat. Yeah, they're doing like an uh, acrobatic uh, water skiing pyramid routine with, with Batman. With Batman in the middle of it, it's uh, it's adorable, and it's, I love uh, it. Yeah. And then the, the like the the actual uh, issue has the uh, Rene Montoya version of the question. Oh, nice! It's like a huge. It's actually more really, despite the fact that Shaggy Man is on the cover, it's really more of a question story. Nice. Than a Shaggy Man story, although Shaggy Man is in it, and I love the thing I love about Batman Scooby Doo is that like any kid that is like into Scooby Doo would have no idea who the Shaggy Man right. is, but Absolutely. it's presented in such a way that it's just like, of course you know who the Shaggy Man is, and right. I love that. And and even even at that, I mean, it's like because when you watch a Scooby Doo episode or whatever, it's like, oh no, it's the Thousand Volt Ghost or whatever. Yeah. The Shaggy Man's perfect for you, a Scooby Doo. You might as well just be the Shaggy Man, you know. You, yeah. You're just introduced to a character that they go, ah, this is bad for this reason, and you go, okay, I'm I'm on <laughs> I'm on board. Um, Batman Urban Legends number eleven is out. I like this one. Holy shit! Uh, super cool. Um, and the uh, the B cover is a reference to that story that you liked that I would be very much into. It's an Ace the Bat Hound cover. Oh yeah, the Mark Russell Ace done, the Bat Hound, and it's done by uh, Carl, uh, Carl Mostart. That's who, the artist. Who of is that the story. artist on that story? And it's but I mean it's a very adorable Ace the Bat Hound. I very much like it. He's drawing in that style of Batman and Robin from the Grant Morrison run. Yeah, I it, very much like it. That's uh, the coolest thing, and actually, yeah, I'll yeah. just like really. Please. Uh, so Give me there's the there's three stories in here. Uh, one is like a Batman Zatanna team up that's actually pretty decent, and then there's a middle story which introduces. Actually, I guess there's two stories in the middle um, with kind of like new ancillary Gotham characters. But then the last story is by Mark Russell and Carl Mostart, and it's it's the Bruce Wayne Batman. But it is absolutely in the style of the Morrison Quietly Batman and Robin. Uh, but it's Batman and Ace, and it's just so cool. I love it. Like everything. If you know what I'm talking about with like the, and I know you do, but um, the the <laughs> I know you're talking to the, the, the viewers at home, the listener, uh, <laughs> where like you know they lean hard into the like. Uh, comic uh, onomata pia sound effects whatever that's called that of that that effect the uh, crackathooms of the world the crackathooms the brigadooms the the <laughs> the chugga chugga chuggas you know whatever yeah. it is uh it's just it's really cool and also like the just to see that quietly batmobile back yeah. even just for like a couple panels like i love it it's really not there's nothing in it that like really 
specifically throws to the series like thematically it's it's very different but it's just a it's a and it's a I mean, if you like Ace the Bat Hound, you can't go wrong. It's Mark Russell. Mark I, Russell. I mean, also Mark Russell. But I will also say that his take on Ace the Bat Hound is straight up genius. I love him so much. I love his little costume and all of his little pockets on his utility uh, vest, I guess, is what he has. He has kind of like a tactical vest on. And the front has the bat logo. But also his ears are, he's a German shepherd. But the, they very craftily point his ears a little too forward to be a German Shepherd and make him look just like a fucking bat. <laughs> He's got bat ears that are just like not quite dog-like. It's so fucking perfect. Ah, God, I love yeah. it. I, got, I gotta so say, uh, there were th- there's three covers for this, so this is actually I didn't even see the Ace cover that you were just talking about yeah, and yeah. I just went over to grab it and it is gorge. It is gorgeous. And the uh, and the C cover is also great. These must be the characters you're talking about. One of the new characters has an afro that is beyond <laughs> epic. I fucking love it. Tactically maybe I would say afro is a bad hairstyle to have as far <laughs> as if you're going to be a Batman type uh, ninja of the night but you know. Well the main character is a coroner. Uh, the new, okay. the big new character <laughs> okay. and that's the, the story that is I was gonna say because you know if you're if you're in a big fight and you turn quickly that afro is not gonna turn as quickly as your head and you're just gonna be blinded I, I have to do a little bit more delving uh, with that but story God to damn, see like looking. where they're going but it's really more of like a forensic uh, kind oh, of shit. like Gotham for forensic damn files. it that's a really good idea why it's the fuck has nobody thought of that until now oh my god yeah, shit that's a good idea that's good okay cool that's good I'm yeah I really it. Urban Legends 11 is, is, is worth picking up Speaking of good ideas that I can't believe people haven't done until now, uh, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer, last Vampire Slayer. I like it even more than I like the first one. Yep. It's so good. Yeah. It's this, so good. This comic there's is a couple, really good. There's a couple things in it that I don't really understand. Like, I'm I'm going to, this might be like a little bit of a, I mean, it's, son of a bitch. it's kind of a spoiler. So if you didn't read it, like, basically Buffy is old vampires coexist with humans all over the earth and uh she is teamed up with willow and tara's daughter yes willow and tara are dead but willow and tara had a daughter before tara was dead and so i don't know if this is still in that alternate timeline where everything's a little bit different because tara and willow obviously didn't have a child in the series before uh, or adopt a child or however like i honestly don't i'm not sure exactly what the what, how the backstory works here but the dynamic between Buffy and basically what's gone on is that every potential slayer was wiped out and Buffy blames herself so she's yep. totally like morose but the writer here Casey Gilly has the dialogue like down there's a couple moments where it's like you could hear it <laughs> yeah. in the voice oh, yeah. of the writing mm. of the like the middle of the show when it got oh, really yeah. good yeah yeah um, I mean it, I'm going to say that I have said this before, but I think that this buff, this uh, Buffy, uh, this boom reboot in general, there have been many moments that I have picked up one of these books and read through it. And it is you hear the actors yeah. speaking the lines because they have them so in their heads. Like these are clearly people who knew exactly what they were doing when they were writing this they're clearly fans of the material and they do an amazing job so 
yep that is what i will say yeah the the art is really good it kind of like does this kind of weird like like bouncing between kind of like that boom-esque kind of house style and like a like a manga feel to some of it it's it's a it's very uh it's very good and um also there's some really cool like little moments that are just like x person shows up y (laughs) person shows up you know it's cool no it's good stuff um so daredevil by chip zadarsky volume seven lockdown trade paperback is out uh this whole series has been phenomenal every issue is a gem and i highly recommend you grab this if you are only in it for electra daredevil this is the place it starts and it's great um, and if you're only in it for Electra Daredevil, you're going to be excited about this week because we have Daredevil, the woman without fear. Number one loved this issue. Yeah. Was that's the regular it's Zdarsky yeah, it's and Chichetto. Yeah. So it's so, the main it's, team. It's basically just like, we're doing a diversion story. So we're renaming, we're renumbering it as a mini series yeah. is really all it boils down to. Um, and it's and it's phenomenal. It's dealing with some interesting characters that we haven't seen for a while, um, in in Electra's past specifically, and uh, and it ends with a a weird introduction of a villain. It's a very typical comic book like this character shows up, and for me, it was one of those like, oh okay. <laughs> I mean, the rest of the comic is great, and then this happens, and I'm like is this going to be a challenge? I don't like, it's almost like, you know, like a, you get to a Spider-Man comic and paste pot Pete is like at the end. <laughs> and you're like, okay, it's, I don't think that's going to be a big deal, but whatever. Uh, but it's great. What is a paste pot? Have you ever figured that out? I've never figured that out. So, uh, so when you're using mucilage or like, uh, like, uh, it's basically it's it's literally what it sounds like. So it's you a have, bucket that you put glue in. It's a it's a little it's a little pot like about this big. I'm I'm miming the size of about a an orange. Okay. And uh, and the top has a little screw on lid, but the lid has a so very much like um, rubber cement. Okay. Uh, it has a little dipper in it that comes out and you can spread the paste oh. with the with the little dipper in the pot. Huh. That is a paste pot. Got it. You That's learn it. something. Don't never say you never learn something. <laughs> uh okay, we got probably probably my favorite issue of the week. I don't know. There's a bunch of good stuff this week, but yeah. Dark Ages, god damn it. This book is so fucking good. It is good. I loved, uh, there's a couple moments in this that I really liked. Yeah, there, I mean, there's so many good moments in this, and it's just, just read it. God damn it. If you like Marvel Comics, read Dark Ages. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say, because I don't know what else to say. If you're not reading it, I, I don't know what to do for you. It's the best, it's like the best Marvel team book Yeah, I've read in Also, like, if you're, like, the, one of the people that's just, like... The I really miss Tom Taylor's Wolverine book, like... Oh, hell yeah. Oh, my God. It, that's i mean obviously his affection for well for wolverine and gabby or laura and gabby yeah like is just shines through in this and there's just there's such a big moment in it that it's just so good whatever anyway read it uh dark hawk number five don't read it i don't fucking care i don't think i actually liked the first issue of this i haven't read any of the subsequent but no reason i did actually shout it down that's true i actually think i did like the first one quite a bit yeah so you know what I take it back. Read Darkhawk. Get it. If you missed the other ones, 
I you just probably don't still care have them. about the character. It just happens to be one of those blind spots for me. Uh, we've got Death of Doctor Strange number four. Did you read it? I didn't. I didn't either. Shit. I love the series, and I oh. forgot to read it. Oh. Uh, so I whatever. have not read any of it, and I don't understand any of it. So it's, I just at this point, it's, it's too much as, too much water under the bridge for that's, me. That's fair. Uh, Doctor Strange is dead. He has uh, summoned himself from back in time. And he has a one-week period to settle all of his uh, all of his things and set them in order before his he stole a week from the Ditko era to patch up his life. And so his little uh, Ditko self shows up and patches up his life. But then some crazy shit happens with some unbelievably high-powered opponents who are drastically overpowered for his uh, his levels of the '60s. And so it becomes very complicated very quickly. Gotcha. Um, we've got the death of Dr. Strange bloodstone. Number one with the first appearance of the new bloodstone. Yeah, she's cool. She's cool. It's fine. Uh, I do not understand her hair, but uh, I'm sure someone <laughs> will explain it to me. I think she's got like four dreadlocks and like a regular pixie cut. Yeah. It, it's, it's a vexing hairstyle to me, or hey. maybe just four braids. In terms of character design, the most important thing is a distinctive silhouette. That is true. I mean, and so perhaps that's what they are going for. With this I mean, hairstyle. she does cut a striking silhouette if yeah. she if her hair goes out to the side and you yeah. get those little rings. Yeah, if she takes off, then you always know it's her. <laughs> that's true because you'll see the little rings <laughs> behind her. As she it runs. won't be like every TV show that we were talking about earlier. That's like, who is this <laughs> exact clone of the last person? Is that person dead? Yeah. Is that person alive? Who's talking now? I don't understand. It's true. And I think this is really, it's uh, speaking of that. I mean, this era of like kind of cleaning house kind of with characters where they're re like, especially characters like bloodstone where it's like, nobody cares about this particular character. Mm. She, she was made I, to be a very exploitative, sexy character. Well, you're talking about Elsa bloodstone, Elsa bloodstone from, bloodstone. from, uh, when it, she's from, um, next wave. Uh, well, she's from, she's from bloodstone, but yeah, well, right. But she, she bloodstone is from, Ulysses bloodstone is from bloodstone. No, she was, she was, she can't, she had her own mini series before, before next wave. I, her first appearance was bloodstone. Number one. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google that shit because I don't think that's true. Okay, uh, I hope it's true because I mean when I sent off her first appearance to, uh, to CGC. Oh, I, so they did. So he just picked her up from that miniseries. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She was just like a Tomb Raider kind of knockoff. Like I don't even know if the era was right for her to be a Tomb Raider knockoff, but she was basically like uh, she looked like a uh, cross gen uh, female Indiana Jones. So she was like constantly sticking her boobs out and, you know, bright red hair, blah, blah, blah. But she had like an Indiana Jones outfit for a lot of it. And they did a bunch of Indiana Jones parody covers. Um, it was cool. That little mini series was fun. Okay. So she sucked until she was in. Yes. Until she was in Next Wave. Yes. And then became kind of a cult character yep. that people liked. Yep. And then she was, of course, ah. famously. We will all say, of course, in uh, Frankencastle, the most important Marvel book of all time. Uh, as <laughs> I know that I know that Warren Ellis is person, persona non grata, but uh, yeah, though. But yeah, next wave. Next wave is one of the best comics that Marvel has ever produced, and next to Frankencastle, obviously. No, I mean Frankencastle is is absolutely fantastic. I love it. Um, I wish I still had mine. I, I don't know what happened to him, but I still I still love that book to death. It's great. I love those boots. 
they're good. He had the best boots. Uh, it's honestly, it was like it, for for like a monster kid or somebody who's like a big fan of like monster whatevers. The kickoff to his murder spree when Franken Castle goes nuts and basically decides to lead the monsters into war. He has that little, the little moloid kid dies in his arms. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That and, moment was so brutal for me. Yeah. Is it, did Tony Moore draw those or yes, just the covers? Yes, he sure did. Yeah. That was good. I liked those. God, it was good. Yep. Yep. People hated it, but and I liked it. people got so mad about it, and I was like, how can you hate this? Well, I don't understand. I remember people being really mad about the avenging angel <laughs> punisher from <laughs> the Marvel Knights. I and, mean that yeah. was that was pretty weird, but I mean it also was like it was Marvel it, Knights. It wasn't. But now people are mad about. I guess people just get really mad about the Punisher a lot because now people are mad that he's a hand assassin, going to be a hand assassin, and he's got that dumb new <laughs> emblem. The the new emblem is dumb. I I maintain still that like in this era, if you want to disassociate the Punisher from all of that crap, just make him gay. <laughs> That's that's all you got to do. Keep him exactly the same. Just make him gay. Huh. Then it's there. You got it. You don't have to change the symbol. They won't like it anymore. Mm. Boom. That might be it. Done. 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 They can do it with any character. Yeah. Why not do it with Punisher? Exactly. I don't know. I I don't know how they can. No. <laughs> I was. I'm not a big fan of the Punisher. I got I, I interviewed I for a for a podcast. I don't know if it ever aired, but somebody came in specifically to interview me about the Punisher and I, <laughs> I and I talked to them a lot <laughs> I had lots of thoughts and so I'm like <laughs> I wonder if any of those like long winded fucking things that I said got got into this like NPR style podcast I think it might have even been literally an NPR podcast oh man that's great um, but yeah it was pretty weird you're out there waxing philosophic <laughs> about <laughs> yeah, about the Punisher those Punisheros. Um, anyway, whatever. Let's continue on with Department of Truth number fifteen. Okay, it's a, it's a comic book. Yep. Uh, Detective Comics ten forty eight. Ooh, it's also a comic book. Uh, it is a good, good. Yeah, comic man. People book. got obsessed with this. Whatever that last issue was that had must something must have happened. So, no, it's a weekly story that's called Shadows of the Bat, and the basically what's going on is they after the whole whatever shenanigans just went down in Gotham City they some new doctor took over Arkham Asylum and they moved it for some reason into a skyscraper so it's called Arkham Tower because Arkham Asylum was destroyed okay so they're all in this skyscraper and what do you think is going to happen it's the towering inferno with every Batman character except Batman and it's really good Ivan Rice is drawing it, so it's if you know Blackest Night or whatever, like fan favorite Ivan Rice art. Uh, the yep. uh, the writing is uh, Tamaki. Is it Mariko? What's her name? The regular writer of of Detective. It's really good. Like it's really good. Yeah, love it. I highly recommend it if you are on the fence. Like it's. I mean, it's weekly, so it's hard to recommend a book that you have to buy every week. But also, there's a backup um, with really good uh, story and art as well. Uh, featuring Clayface in this issue, but it's kind of uh, like set in the past of Gotham kind of thing, Um, which honestly I can't remember. I don't know. The first one was really good. That's all I'll say. Cool. I love it. All right. Uh, Next on the list, we have the Devil's Reign Superior 4, number one. Um, 
this is sort of your spider verse for Dr. Octopus as this is. Uh, you get the new Superior Four, which is a a Dr. Octopus. It's Otto Wolverine, Otto Hulk, and Otto erotic asphyxiation. Um, <laughs> no. Wait, so it's like alternate universe versions yeah, yeah. of Dr. Octopus teaming yes. up with each other? Yeah. And huh. I skipped this, and I and guess essentially, maybe I should Essentially, this universe, whichever universe this is of Dr. Octopus's is going around and he is murdering the others. This is probably a bit of a spoiler and he's stealing their intellects into his own brain using nanobots. Of course. Um, he's got crazy little, little spider things, uh, but he's got a, he's got a team behind him. And then we get a big thing at the end showing who the, the big bad is going to be in this whole story. And it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I liked this a lot. Um, we've also got a couple of those adorable little uh, little golden books. We got a Space Mountain one. We got a Doctor oh, Strange cool. one. We got a Hawkeye one, and a, uh, something else. Can't remember. We got a couple of them. I only they're, they're see from here Space Mountain and Hawkeye, so I can't. Oh, Doctor Strange and Faithful Wookie story oh, of the Faithful right. Wookie. They made the uh, they did a golden book version of the uh, the holiday special cartoon. Oh. Oh, it's like done in that style with the weird. Oh yeah, weird, Boba Fett is Boba colored Fett. in yeah, that yeah. weird, but that's the first Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, neat. That's Pretty cool. cool. Um, and we got Fantastic Four number thirty-nine. Hey, Fantastic Four is getting good. Yeah, it is getting good. There's going to be. I'm really excited for the next storyline, but this is a part two of the one where they go on trial for. Uh, basically, it's the. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. But it is, and that's the thing. It's good. Um, Future State Gotham number nine. Uh, I love this new future state Joker. He's cr- he's just really fun. I love like as much as I hate the overexposure of yeah. the regular Joker. This new monster Joker from the future is so great. <laughs> uh, it's it's awesome. And then there's a new terrible trio, and Wild Dog is one of them, which I like. Except for the fact I like because Wild Dog's in it. I don't like it because he's a bad guy. <laughs> Wild Dog's not a bad guy. Uh, good Asian number eight of ten. Great. Is out. Uh, we have Harley Quinn, the animated series, the Eat Bang Kill Tour, number five of six. The variant cover with Cyborg on the stripper pole is really good. <laughs> <It's> so good. <laughs> I actually that like this comic. Such a funny, that is such a funny cover. I love it. Um, it, it basically, it's Zaytana looking at his ass and drooling. <laughs> that might be my favorite part of that. Uh, yeah. If it didn't cost more money, I would totally have gotten that one. So good. Uh, this is, of course, the, uh, the Internet's favorite thing. Uh, they are going to take a bath in this issue. So. Look out for that. (laughs) Uh, Hawkeye, Kate Bishop, number three of five, is out. This is okay. Not a huge fan of it, but if you like the character, it's good. It's good enough to enjoy, so it's not a bad series, so that's good. We've got Hell Sonya, number one. That is a Sonya, but from hell. It's Red (laughs) Sonya. And some stuff. Who cares? Sure. Uh, I am Batman, number five. Is a series that nobody cares about. I am Batman number four hundred and eighty-six. Damn, that's uh, my Batman number. You are worth less than this one. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. I depreciate as yeah. I age. Uh, we've got Inkblot fifteen. Cool. That's a comic book. Yeah. With a cute cat in it, and we have the most um, controversial, anticipated, uh, buzzworthy. I don't know what to call it, but uh, Rain by Joe Hill. 
Huh. Wait, why is that here? Because it's Joe Hill's reign oh, number Joe one. Joe Hill's reign. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, okay. it's under J. Sorry. Got it. Uh, but, okay, so this is a crazy book. Um, yeah. I don't know how to feel about it. It's uh, it's a very simple concept. I have not read the original story that it was based on, uh, and it reminds me so much of a, like, a weird permutation of uh, Night of the Comet is what I was thinking of when I was reading it. So essentially the same things kind of happen only in this case, instead of turning into a pile of dust, you get shot through with little needles. Yeah. Um, so a, a crazy rainfall of spikes comes from the heavens and kills a huge number of people because it was some sort of gorgeous day where everyone was outside and yep. uh, same deal with night of the comet where it was like, Everyone was out looking at the comet because it was a special event and all the people who saw it got turned into, got poofed away. And if you were covered up by something, then you didn't get poofed away. Um, it's, it's a very similar concept. Uh, the characters are interesting enough. I, I feel like the main character is compelling enough that this could carry over. I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes. Yeah, I I'm definitely on on it for uh, at least the first two issues. Oh yeah, uh, I I felt like it was like the story it was interesting enough, um, yep. and the the art was was interesting and and you know, there it is. Yeah, uh, why not? Joker number eleven is out. Sure. King Conan number two is out. King of oh, Spies yeah. number two is out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> Lunar Room number two is out. I like this book. This is a if you're into the Vault comics and you like the the sort of Vault treatment of uh, of horror slash superhero fantasy kind of stuff. Um, this is definitely fits into those into those stories. Um, it it reminds me a lot of of a lot of the other things that Vault puts out. Hmm. So it's it's got that going for it. Uh, I don't find it particularly exciting and I don't find it particularly boring. I'm kind of on the fence for it. I know that it has an audience that will fucking love it though. That is the thing. So there it is in the way that maniac of New York Bronx is burning. Number two is a comic that I may think is great, but probably 95% of comic book readers are not going to touch with a 10 foot pole. (laughs) Um, and I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of Elliot Kalen and, and I'm still like, I don't, I find myself not like pitching this to people. I'm like, I love what he did. He was one of the writers for mystery science theater. He was the head writer on the daily show with John Stewart for years. Um, he's a, you know, he, he has a great podcast called the flop house, um, that I really enjoy. He's, he's a, he's a fun guy very intelligent person very clever crafty writer but again it is a very it's a very niche audience um and i'm not just saying that because he refused to do a freddy versus jason thing with rad wraith uh and uh <laughs> yes i did pitch it to him and yes he did shoot it down uh anyway <laughs> uh mal graphic novel volume three <laughs> uh marauders number 27 i loved this comic I loved two pages of it a lot. <laughs> yes, I knew there were two pages that you would you would find very compelling. There's some big, it's it's cool because there was this uh, there was this thing that happened in the late '90s, early 2000s with Iceman, where 
Bobby was going through all sorts of these things where he was like getting all like morose about his inability to use his powers and you know whatever and Emma Frost went into his head and unlocked his abilities oh that's hella 90s and it was like here this is what you could do if you weren't being such a fucking whiner yeah and basically turned him into an an Omega level character and was like, you are one of the most powerful mutants and you're just being a little weirdo. Stop being a weirdo and just use it. And, uh, and this is kind of, he never really did go that route. Yeah. They never, well, they, they've had him have moments where it seemed like he was going to, and then the next writer would come along and forget it. And then they like that. And he just always be kind of like a a dipshit. But, but in uh, this, yeah, no, this one's cool. Cause they've given him <laughs> big, big power. Yeah, upgrade. he he gets a yeah. But I mean, he's well, using it, but he's same. yeah. He he just like what he does with it is 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 really cool. Unfortunately, it's only two pages of the comic. Um, but is but I it. also I'm I was a big fan of all of the all of the little things that they set up in this. This is essentially a goodbye issue because this is the final issue of Marauders. Um, but they're going. They're basically setting up all the little things that are going to continue on in different directions. And well, there's going to be a, just another least, t- creative team. The, yes, the series is still continuting. True, but, but all there new are, characters. But there are literally five plot threads that they were like, okay, yeah, yeah. let's just reestablish what's going on. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, and that's cool because they are they're all very important things, and they're things that I really want to know about. It starts off, and it's basically like. It's basically calling attention to the fact that they haven't addressed Kate's issues with the gate mm. where they're like, you haven't forgotten about this, have you? <laughs> or whatever, yeah. whatever the first line is. Uh, and and the rest of it, lots of lots of things that I wanted to have cleared up. I full on a plus for me on this issue. Um, cool. Marvel voices heritage. Number one. I'm sure it's great. Didn't yeah, check a bunch it out. Of short stories. Yep. Kind of with the continuing with the typical uh, voices format there. Yep. Cool. Man, one of these covers is fucking good. The wolf cover is so fucking good. Holy shit! <laughs> wow, that's a good cover. I didn't, um, see it. I didn't either. I didn't even notice it until I saw it on here. Uh, Mighty Morphin number fifteen. That is, of course, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. No other Mighty Morphin could it be. Uh, Pennyworth number six of seven. Uh, Finham X number three, that <laughs> comic that no one is reading, that uh, is uh, written by Clown from the Spawn movie. Um, John Leguizamo. Mm, no. Not familiar. <laughs> yes, it is John. <laughs> uh, Pokemon Adventures XY graphic novel number one. Pokemon Sun and Moon graphic novel number 12. And Rent a Shy Girlfriend graphic novel volume two. <laughs> Fucked if I know. Uh, Retro Fan Magazine number 16 is out. Uh, Batman and Robin number three. Holy shit. Did I you cry at the end? Robin and Robin Batman. Robin and Batman. Yeah, yeah. Did I did I get a little little weepy right at the end of this fucking comic? Yeah, I did. <laughs> okay, fine. That's good. God damn it. It was really good. This is going to be a good graphic novel when they put them all out. Yeah. Because that middle chunk is like that second issue was so good. And then the first and third were were, were good. They were good. Definitely good, but the second one absolutely was yeah, the second stellar. one was just like gut punch, really yeah. good. And honestly, that that ending was like uh, so aggressively hopeful. At the end, I was just like, "Oh, thank you. The world is so fucking terrible. Please 
Give me some toxic positivity. I'll fucking take it. Um, Savage Avengers, number 28. Oh, I forgot to read this. I did, too. That's a good comic. Yeah. Uh, Savage Dragon 261 probably has some Savage Dragon stuff in it. It looks like there's two Savage Dragons based on the cover. Yep, and one of them's got a cable arm. Yes, and a, and a metal mohawk. <laughs> uh, Shang-Chi by Gene Luen. Uh, that is going to be uh, Shang-Chi versus the Marvel Universe, the trade paperback. Great stuff. This is really fun. Uh, if you like Shang-Chi, you're going to love this. Sorry, Shang-Chi. Shang. Shang. Pronounced like Sean. And Jean Luen Yang. Yang. Is the, uh, yes. Uh, so return. we've got six sidekicks of Trigger Keaton, trade paperback, uh, volume one. This is one of those ones where it's like, I bought the issues and now I like, I kind of wish that I was buying the trade because <laughs> like, I want to, I, it just, it's a, oh, it's, a, it's such a good comic. We've got a best car chase I've oh, ever seen in a comic book. Really? Hands down. Wow. Hands down. Isn't like the second issue, I think. So good. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Imposter Syndrome, number two of four. And we've got Spawn Scorched, number one. This is a Justice League of Spawn characters. That's what it was is, going you on. You want to talk aggressively 90s? Yeah. I picked this it up is. and flipped it, and I was like, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> it's it's so funny because what is its... <clears throat> excuse me. What I would criticize it the most for is what anybody who wants to read this comic is reading it for. Yeah. It is... This is a comic book... I, I'm well aware that these were written as comic characters, but this is not about the comic characters. This is about the toys. This is a comic book written based on a bunch of toys. And it's <laughs> fascinating because it really feels like it feels like an action figure sales kind of thing. Like it feels like something you would get free in the back of a like on the back of an actual action figure from McFarlane toys. Yeah. And it's it's just like each one is introducing their power set and how they're badass and oh, it's whatever just like else. exposition. Oh, the yeah, comic yeah, yeah. Book. It's 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 just that, but and for that it is terrible and for that it is excellent because it is unapologetically that. If that is what you're looking for, you're going to get it in fucking spades. It's not, you know, it's not like it's it's, I don't want to call it stupid because it's not. It's no. just it knows what it is. It, it's important. It's just doing what it is. It's important. Like you, you have this like one side of things where it's like comics are are literature, right. and on that level, you don't want to have a comic with a lot of exposition. But the problem with a comic book that doesn't have any exposition in it is that you never know who the fuck. That's actually that Marauders comic <laughs> was like that for me when I was reading it. I was just like, oh, I don't know who this is. Especially introducing like, you need exposition that, yeah. on this. Like I don't don't know who this is and i don't like i can't care about it if i don't know who it is pyro looks like luke skywalker in it so it was like yeah there's that the but fuck? then there's some guy with a shaved head and i was like who's this shaved head guy like i don't know who these people are like you need a little bit of like that's why like when i picked up those larry hama wolverines that came out i was just like or his iron fists that yeah. came out it was just like boom there's just enough yeah. exposition and there's an art to doing it where oh. it's not it doesn't take you out of the story. And I think that that is the, that's the rub. You, you need exposition, but the comic can't just be exposition. You know what I think? 
Um, I was just thinking about this the other day. I can't even remember why. Um, I was, I think I was watching something, some sort of like dumb eighties thing. And they were talking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and they were like, uh, just, I, I can't remember. It was like, they, they were talking about toys and different things. And I was like, okay, so I want the hill I've decided to die on from, for comics. Like if the, if the thing that I need to take a stand on, you know, everybody needs to take a stand on something. Sure. And for the comic shop, I think that the thing I'm taking a stand on is that Larry Hama needs to get the fucking respect that he deserves. And Larry Hama is probably the most influential comics writer of this century. Cool. Of the, of the let's say, starting in the 80s. I would say that he is the most influential comic writer, period. I, I and so, I will die on that hill. Yeah, because man. I think I'm not that, gonna fight you on it. I would say that his creation, I, like I think that the way that he addressed ninjutsu and ninjas, carried over into popular culture. I think it more so than the way that it was done by, uh, uh, by blah, 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 what's his face, uh, Daredevil guy. Frank Miller. Frank Miller. Uh, more so than Frank Miller, who he shared <laughs> sure an Frank Miller would be super happy to be referred to as Daredevil Guy. You know what? You know what about Daredevil Guy? You know what I hate about Daredevil Guy? He was, like, sitting in the office, and, like, the one dude from with fucking Japanese heritage who knows everything about ninjutsu was like, let me tell you some stories about ninjutsu. And he's like, ooh, ooh, oh, oh, typity, typity, typity. Fuck you, man. <laughs> Fuck you, Daredevil Guy. Uh, oh, his creation of Storm Shadow... Yeah, and Snake Eyes. I love Larry Hama. Ungodly important. His Wolverine stories are the best Wolverine stories. I think he. I definitely is, agree with that. He has. I think Peter David had some good ones. He but, definitely uh, did. But, but I loved. I love. I mean, the, his Madripoor stories are and, pretty great. And 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 we can't not say that Chris Claremont didn't have good course, Wolverine stories. Of course, he obviously, did. But. but I think I think the problem is that I see nothing but a lack of respect for Larry Hama huh. in the in the world currently. Oh. And I think that that is That's a shame. That I needs, don't I don't experience that. That needs to be addressed and people need to give him his fucking due. Yeah, no. I I I like in I I tend to not put things in absolutes because so many people had so many valuable contributions, no, but so I do true. think that Larry Hama is a is a vastly important I'm given um, hot I, takes because I'm so annoyed by the the treatment I've seen of his work in the last few years. One of the things that I love about Larry Hama as a writer that I also love about someone like Priest when he's doing really good stuff is that they understand what it's like to be an editor. Yes. And then how to write well within that parameter. So many writers are are basically like ignorant of editing in mm -hmm. any way and it's yeah. just like whatever i put out is is the it's like the auteur kind of thing yeah. like the tom king kind of thing where it's just like the guy needs an editor like he's a great writer <laughs> he needs an editor he like, does I'm sorry he like it just does. Oh, absolutely no, does you will you will get no no argument for me on that point uh but like uh that's why I think I think Tom Taylor writes like I don't know that he has editing experience like some of the other examples there, but Tom Taylor's stuff reads like it's been edited, yeah. like it has like structure and clarity it's, and like all yeah. these things that aren't writing is not just writing, and yeah, uh, yeah but I mean Larry Hammer rules, uh, TLDR, yeah, exactly, <laughs> uh, and 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 also I would add to this conversation. Um, 
Chris Claremont is a great writer of Wolverine, but his solo Wolverine stories are not, they pale in comparison to Hama yes. or Peter David, yep. who can write Wolverine as a solo character. Mm-hmm. And I would also maybe a little bit throw Walt Simonson in there just because I just read The Jungle Adventure and it was really <laughs> pretty, fun to read. That's pretty fun. That's a, that's a very silly Wolverine story. Oh, it's but, so fun. Yeah. I love, I love yep. it. I love it. If you follow my dollar binge, you know my weird thing of realizing that he has like a savage land son that's never been appeared since like i mean if that little little weird monkey boy comes back at some point the half wolverine half cromagnon wolverine i i will be very excited i i guarantee you the only reason the character has not appeared is because his mother is named gak <laughs> i i genuinely and nickelodeon's think- gonna sue because that's what they named their goop I was trying to figure out reading it if like because there's a part where so he she, he shows up in the savage land and this huge warrior fights him and he bests the warrior but then the warrior is the is the woman yep. and he says Gak like J-G-A-C-K mm-hmm. but like before that they're calling her the name that she has which is Gak <laughs> and it's like this weird kind of like meta thing where I'm just like is it a is it a joke based around it but her name is Gak and they have a kid and she's a Cro-Magnon yep. except for she's the only person in the tribe that doesn't look like a Cro-Magnon yeah she's, a, she's, she's just a really Cro-Magnon. tall she looks like she Hulk <laughs> I don't know if they're Neanderthals or Cro-Mags or what, yeah, yeah, what their deal yeah, is. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't they're know members they're of the Cro-Mags. Probably more Neanderthals than, than anything. But yeah. either way, Wolverine has a Savage Land kid that has never appeared since that one comic, which is absolutely canon. I can't wait. I can't wait for somebody to bring that back. I promise you that because we mentioned it, yeah. it will happen Someone, within, the, within the year. 2022 is the year somebody of... Somebody get that out there. Ape, ape son. Somebody get me a job at Marvel so I can write the story <laughs> of the little monkey man. <laughs> I mean, it's but then can someone, only speak like 10 words. I brought it up online and somebody came on uh, uh, onto the forum and postulated that, that Wolverine probably has a shit ton of kids. Oh, not anymore. They're all dead. What do you mean they're all dead? Uh, Jason Aaron killed them all. Wait. <laughs> Jason Aaron killed all of Wolverine's children. So he did have a lot of he children. Had like, he had like 20 different kids. There was a storyline that Jason Aaron did that was the cruelest thing that has ever happened to Wolverine. Where basically he goes through this, he has this fucking old man who has a, who has a death vengeance dead against him. And he sets all of these assassins to kill him. He drives Wolverine completely bonkers and then has all these trained assassins show up. Wolverine kills like 25 assassins or something like that. He gets to the end. He's murdered all these, all these people who've come for him. And he goes to the old man and the old man's like, hey, by the way, those, uh, those are all your kids. I trained them all as assassins. You killed every one of them. Fuck you. And he kills himself. And then Wolverine goes and throws himself off a mountain a hundred times and just splats at the bottom and then walks back up the mountain and heals and then jumps off the mountain because he's so broken up about the fact that he's just killed 25 of his own children. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my That's life. fucking horrible. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jason Aaron, but that is stupid. It's pretty stupid. Not that you're listening to this, or no. ever will, but still. I wasn't Yikes. a huge fan of that run, but uh, but that is canon that he did kill a whole well, bunch of Well, okay, kids. so it's canon that he killed 25 I mean, He might have kids. another 100. Wolverine has been alive for a really long time, <laughs> and he gets his fuck on all the time. That's a good point. So he's got a lot of spawn. I mean, considering he's, considering he's fucking 
trogs out on like, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> he goes to the Savage Land and has sex with a lady named Gak, who's a Neanderthal, and she has a kid. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah. Also, I wonder if Gak was one of the assassins that got killed. I hope not. That I don't think so, sense. though, because in my limited re- internet research, uh, as far as I can tell, the Jungle Adventure is the only appearance yeah, of Wolverine's son. Yeah, I think, I don't Although, think would have ever seen that. there was a name for Wolverine's son mentioned that is not mentioned in the comics, so mm. I don't really understand where the name came from. So maybe there's another appearance I'm not sure of. But either way, I think Wolverine basically could repopulate the earth with his offspring (laughs) that's my theory that is possible (laughs) we should probably continue talking about comics that came out this week though sure why not talk about something like spider woman that i haven't read uh or star wars which i also haven't read star wars number 20 spider woman number 18 both out this week uh bounty hunters number 20 is out this week uh i fucked up and put the 125 out there for cover price and somebody snatched that up so good on you Unless you're one of those people that ordered one thing and then fuck you. Um, <laughs> and uh, Star Wars High Republic Adventures, number 12, is out. Um, Star Wars High Republic Eye of the Storm, number one, is out. Stillwater by Zadarsky and Perez is out, number 12. And probably one of the, one of the best fucking miniseries Marvel has done. In recent memory, Thing, number three. Ooh, yeah. Good God, what a great comic. This is really going into a very unexpected nope, direction for me. did not see did any not of this coming. Did not in any way see it coming. Yep. Uh, like many, many different aspects of it that I'm like, huh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real weird. Um, we got United States of Captain America trade paperback. This is the one that uh, all of these, like, Captain America turns into sort of a like a hobo story and it's everybody like a Woody Guthrie he's, like it's, it's he's like exactly. a train hobo kind of it's so fucking cool I love this idea so much it makes me really happy yeah. um, uh, the execution of this was not exactly up to what I wanted it to be but the idea is so solid that it still makes me happy and I had a I had a really good time reading it um, Titans United number five of seven is out I'd love to say more things about it, but I can't because it's not very good. That makes sense. Transformers Wreckers Tread and Circuits uh, is out. Undiscovered Country number 18 is out. I can't believe that book is still going. I have not read anything for the last 10 issues. Hmm. Um, I thought, that, you know, I hated it when it first came out. And then I kind of I read some of the later stuff and I was like, oh, OK, I see where this is going. This is kind of cool. But then I never kept up with it. And just every time I look at it, I think it's a Star Trek book. <laughs> I understand. Because uh, of that movie that was uh, called Undiscovered. See, I, keep, I always think that it's a, uh, a Shakespeare book because of that oh. quote. That the <laughs> oh, man. That may, reminds me that there's that weird iambic pentameter Shakespeare book that might, oh, that's going to have oh. a second issue coming up. Goddamn weird was that. <laughs> I loved it. Pretty cool. Um, let's see. We Ride Titans. Which Chad almost put in as We Ride Trains, which I thought was great. <laughs> a very. <laughs> I would definitely like it better if it was called We Ride Trains. I mean, if this book was just called We Ride Trains and it's just like someone's entire commute. <laughs> just like yeah. The panels all look exactly the same. No, it'd be really cool if it was like the concept of We Ride Titans, which is people who uh, operate giant shogun warrior yes. size uh, Ultramans. 
Uh, but if they just did it with trains, so they couldn't ever move off the track, and they'd be like, they'd want to fight each other, but they'd have to like figure out how to like switch the rails so that they could com- <laughs> collide, and then whoever was the amazing. stronger of the trains would. So also, it reminds me of that Michael Kupperman one where the trains have sex, <laughs> which is a really, really great uh, uh, yes, comic. The if sex holes comic. It. Sex holes. Um, and <laughs> speaking of sex blimp, <laughs> I also remember the sex blimp. Okay, so I just have to mention this. I don't know if anyone has seen this, but I highly recommend you look this up if it sounds like it would interest you. I'm very excited about a video game that has been uh, teased. There is a trailer for it. It is called Choo Choo Charlie, <laughs> I believe is the name of it. I, I might be I might be paraphrasing. It might be something equally stupid and like little kid sounding. It is a survival horror video game where you are piloting a train and there is a Silent Hill spider monster train that is out to get you and it can go off the tracks, but you cannot. Oh, wow. It can travel around and you're going to all of these silent faceless stations to talk to these like these like shadow people about the legend of this choo-choo Charlie that goes through the woods and is killing people. Wow. And it looks so fucking creepy and you can upgrade your train with chainsaws and shit. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this looks amazing. Wow. So just saying that thing looks fucking cool. You know a video game I've been playing? What's Just that? as a brief aside, the Super Mario 3D Bowser's Fury. Have you seen it? No. It's Bowser as a kaiju. Wait, what? So for, for okay. Switch? It's for Switch. Yes. Shit. I got it for Christmas. I should really play that. So yeah, it's Super Mario 3D, which was a a 3DS game or something like that. I can't remember it was what a it was. 64. Game. 64. It's updated, sort of, but then there's bonus content and the bonus is called Bowser's Fury and that is a kind of like a mini game but it's it's a big world it's it's really fun but I will say I am so angry at Bowser and his fire puke uh because like you basically as you beat the game you get closer and closer to giant kaizu Bowser and then like now I'm at the the scale of it is like insane so I'm like at his feet basically trying to like get enough of these little cat things to like make myself a giant cat if you get enough of them you turn into a kaiju cat mario and then you can giant body slam in this like epic oh it's so fun it's so cool that's so great and the graphics are great because the graphics my nephew told me this are based on super mario odyssey oh shit! so it's like it's not like the the 3d mario 3d is like the Mario the 3D, graphics unfortunately it, like, is so hinky it makes me barf. It yeah, and they didn't really gives me motion sickness. They updated it enough that it's like a little bit different, but it's not yeah. that great. But the but but this has the Odyssey engine, so it's like oh, it's so cool. It like Bowser basically like lives in an oil slick, and then every once in a while it'll start to rain, and you know he's coming, and then he pops up out of the oil, and then he just shoots just like fire. Hitler. Yeah, and he just like literally just like barfs fire until you die. And if you don't die, he just keeps barfing fire forever. Nice. Until you get enough cat things to make him go hide again. I just need to get enough cat things. You need the, they're called cat shines. (laughs) And when you get one, it says cat shine. (laughs) Of course it does. Yeah, it's great. I actually really like it. I've been playing it, but it gets frustrated. It's gotten frustrating for me. So I like, I I, like, I have to take a break every once in a while because I I don't want to break my switch. (laughs) 
<laughs> I understand. Uh, we got what's the furthest place from here? Number three. This is a great comic. It is, but I need to read number two. I can't say anything about it because I don't know what's going on. It's just you know. But I love that. I love it, and I love the art. Yeah, and it's great. Yeah, it's it it is it is universally being lauded as one of the best things coming out, and I think I think well well deserved accolades from all these people. It's really funny because it was like. These people kind of came from out of nowhere, had this comic, and like every creator, it was like Zdarsky and all these guys were like, this book is so good. And I'm like, how do you know? How did these people know that this thing was out? How Did they all see it before it was released? How do these people all know each other? What the fuck's going on here? It's like galleys. I guess. Man, crazy. <laughs> they sent it to them. Maybe they did the whole book first. And they may have. Because like, it is check this out. real good, and they've done an amazing job. And uh, I love the design of it too. Yeah, the design is great, and all of the side design, like the uh, the like one in fifteen variants, are these crazy little like hyper like stylized maps oh, cool. of the of the area with like where all the different gangs are living, and like all of the nice. crazy little pitfalls in each place. Oh, I haven't it, seen them. It's awesome. The whole thing is just fucking great. Um, oh, cool. And if you've got $75 and you need some some X stuff, let me tell you, X of <laughs> Swords is a trade paperback for 75 American dollars. We have done it. We have found the most expensive trade paperback I've ever sold in the store. X gun give it to you. Yeah, and <laughs> and by it, uh, I mean uh, a terrible value for your dollar uh fuck that uh it is huge i will admit it is a massive trade paperback uh x of swords was a big crossover it probably has enough it's just that one there that's 75 dollars. yep it has enough to warrant maybe that i don't know but that is too much the pages are really thin (laughs) yes uh, and there's a dollar between every page yes (laughs) if so then it's totally it's more of a deposit (laughs) Uh, oh, X-Men Legends 10 is out. Ah, I forgot to look at that. I is that the too. one that Dan Jurgens drew? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's a sinister story, so uh-uh. it's something I would be interested in. Hmm. Um, yeah, it looks good. Uh, and that's it. Cool. That's all that we have this week. Uh, anything else we need to talk about? I mean... No. People need to use the website because nobody's going out because it's of very COVID cold. and the fucking cold oh, and all right, that stuff. COVID. It's it's all those things combined. Uh, and, uh, yeah, if you want to spend money at Coast City, this is a great time to do it because we ain't making no fucking money. So, no uh, walk-in traffic. These, these two months are brutal for us. I mean, obviously. I think they're brutal for, yeah, for the industry. Everybody. There's the less industry, product. Yeah. There's less sales. There's oh boy, yeah. I have some some interesting. Uh, I've heard some things about this paper shortage, and it's uh, oh no. realer than I thought it was. Oh no. Um. So I I am I am interested to see where the industry is in a year because this paper shortage is no fucking joke. Oh no. Um, so that'll be that'll be kind of crazy. Is everything going to start coming out on glossy paper again because it's made of clay? <laughs> Maybe. What? <laughs> I mean, it's unfortunately they need to use the same facilities to make the clay coated stock yeah, as anything else. I suppose. So uh, it's just that because of uh, one of the big things. I mean, there's there's several. I just like the one that that rests a lot of the blame on Amazon. <laughs> um, 
because of Amazon's uptick in sales during the pandemic, they have moved to making boxes at most of these places. And so they've Fucking discontinued a. making certain types of paper because they're too busy making boxes for Amazon. Fuck. So <laughs> that's that's one of these things that is uh, that's one part of of the paper shortage. Jesus and I'm just going to leave it at that one because it rests all the blame on, on Amazon. That's and I think that's fine. Cool. <laughs> anyway, uh, so there's that. Uh, I've, I've put it out there. It's By the time you hear this, it will be too late, but it is final order cutoff season, kids, for Red Wraith, that comic book that I won't shut the fuck up about. <laughs> um, but that is a thing, and uh, Friday is the FOC for that guy, so uh, get your orders in. Tell your local shop that they need to order 10 million of them. And hey, make sure you order one for me. And I will, I will order one for you. Uh, which of our three covers would you like? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I oh my see god! Them. Wait till you see the non-heinous cover. Holy fuck! Wait, non-heinous? Non-heinous, and I can tell you, it is non-heinous. Oh my god! He's he's this. Uh, He's a skate artist, and he does a bunch of crazy shit. And he has done. A, is his name non-heinous? His name is non-heinous. Oh okay. Uh, his his thing is a rat fink slash like that's the one i want it is so fucking good it's so good i am so excited i think i'm going to try to figure out how to cut the colors down and make a shirt out of it because it is phenomenal anyway we have a bunch of those coming in tell people you want them and i've seen four different shop variants for other shops and there's some Oh cool. my god, I'm so excited about a couple of them. There's a Swamp Thing number one parody cover that 616 Comics is doing. Oh wow. And I was like, God damn it. That so is that something so that, that Black Caravan, or um, sorry, uh, what's the company? It's Black Caravan. Black Scout Caravan. Slash, Scout. Slash Scout. That's what I was searching for, Scout. But they, so they do, like, they offer it up as like a, as like a you retailer. You can do your own, and then yep. the retailer commissions the art and yep. does it. That's, That's cool. Deal. And so we have a bunch of those out there in the world. Which Are you going to get those ones as well? I am. Those that's the ones that I'm getting. I'm doing. I'm going to get those. They're going to comp me a few copies. Cool. I don't know how many. Nice. A few. So that's cool. Um, and I think that's it. Nice. Cool. That's uh, a good thing to close it on. Thanks so much, everybody, and we will see you next week. Yes, have a good time. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.